show that matters. This is kind of Unfortunately, this is not Podcast X. This is actually Thum. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, oh, shoot. You know what? Let me redo that. <laughs> <laughs> this is Doom, which I host Timmy Doom. And I'm looking at a, a panel from this comic book. I w- wonder if I even read this. I can't believe this. I, must, I haven't read this in a while, but I don't even recognize <laughs> This, but we'll get to it. Oh, okay, this is issue number one that I'm that we're reviewing, I guess. And I'm used to issue number two, that's why. Uh, but forget it. We'll review number one. It's called Destroyer Dust. Ironically, issue two is the first issue I ever read of this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that is, because you could find that anywhere, but you can't find issue one of Destroyer Duck. Probably because you could find issue two anywhere. And it was probably in the, at the camp bin. Yeah, it was in the. It wasn't. And, and, and people criticize me for just reviewing comics that are cheap. Fuck you. You shouldn't be spending three dollars, four dollars for a comic anyway. Well, you've gone too far, which you with your poop sandwich shows. <laughs> well, why is that too far? Well, I liked it because you criticized an image comic. But you also criticized the great Ed Brubaker's Captain America. Yeah, that wasn't all that. It was great. I was waiting for Sharon Carter to get naked, but that never happened. So you are excited for the new Captain America movie that's going to come out next year? Is Not really. Is Winter Soldier? That's With Ed Robert Redford? What the fuck? Say what? Robert Redford's going to be in it for no apparent reason. He probably does have a reason in there. What's, it, what's the problem with that? What's that got to do with anything? Fuck all these movies, Iron Man, Captain America, and the stuff, Thor. Make more Avengers movies. <laughs> because you can't just make an Avenger movie. you got to be prepared for it. you got to get this good script together, the whole cast together. Well, they have just Whedon. Who else do they need? The rest of the cast, okay, plus you can make more money. I like the fact that there's a Captain America, little Captain America universe, little Thor, and the Iron Man separate movies, and then the Avengers movie. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool, brother. I'm waiting for the Guardians of the Galaxy, even though they're not the 70s Guardians. <laughs> and all you old school Guardians fans need to shut up. <laughs> because anyway. no, wouldn't you want to see a, a Guardians movie with Starhawk in it? No, okay, that's not an interesting character. Well, but. you hate the podcaster Starhawk, so you're biased. This is Destroyer Duck from Eclipse Comics. You know, and fuck Eclipse because in 1986, on the back of their comic, they said, "Uh, I forgot it was something to do with Jack Kirby." Or, and they were right. They wanted Kirby to get his original art back, 
What was what, wrong with that? No, there was something to do with him in the business. Like he had, he had been in business many years or so, something like that. I forgot, Dan, forget it. I can't, because I can't remember what was Whatever on Whatever it was, I'm sure they were in the right. No, what it was. Pro, pro Kirby. I know what it was. They said it was the 25th anniversary of Marvel. And they said, but you already, y'all didn't mention Jack Kirby at all. That's a good point. It's like, fuck y'all, fuck, fuck Jack Kirby. He's not part of Marvel at this point. Marvel was the house that Jack built. <laughs> okay, good. Thanks for building this, but you're not with our company now, so why are we That's really petty fuck Marvel for that. <laughs> Raise Eclipse. And, and why you, uh, just like people say if, in your movie, don't mention a better movie in your movie that ain't that good. Eclipse shouldn't be missing a better comic book company on the back of their comic. At the time, Jim Shooter had pretty much made Marvel shit, and Eclipse was better. No, that's not true. Uh, hey, at this time, Twisted y'all, Tales, Saber, Eclipse they had Star, had Secret Wars, which was a success. See, it, Secret Wars was was garbage. On top of that, that, Secret Wars too. It made lots of money. <laughs> that's all that math is okay and there, whatever bizarre tales or whatever at Eclipse Twisted Tales they didn't that have was, it no that was uh, no. Twisted Tales was Pacific Comics it wound up at Pacific but I think it was published by Eclipse first I could be wrong and, I these companies just uh they become one in your mind. They get mixed up because they ain't shit. The only ones that you know that are distinctive are Marvel and DC. Back to this. And look at how bad post-Jim Shooter Marvel was. <laughs> no. Okay, no. They had good shit. Well, actually, no. That's because the 90s was bad in general. But in the 2000s, now they're the bomb. From 1999 to today. They had the ultimate universe. No. They're... DC is fucking up really bad. I don't care about this new 52 and nobody should. No, the new fans care. And that's what matters that they garner new fans in new 52. And they're slowly going away. <laughs> no, it's just so evening that's out. Didn't really work, did it? Yeah, it kept, it kept Warner Brothers off their ass for a minute. They said, look, at, we got these great sales. Now it's leveling off. Okay, that's all. The reason why you may go have millions of people buying comics is not because of DC New 52. It's because the price of $4, you must be crazy. Okay. Oh, here. The final two issues were published by Eclipse of Twisted Tales. So there. Anyway, special lawsuit benefit edition of Destroyer Duck. And on the cover. <laughs> the lawsuit, by the way, was by Marvel against Steve Gerber because Steve Gerber wanted his duck back. <laughs> well, I thought that was I thought that was him against them. I thought ain't he the one who filed it? I don't know. Uh I would have think he'd be pissed off by getting fired by Marvel in the first place. Uh hey, if you shooter. If you don't do good work, you get fired. Well, he did great work, though. Uh, no, he's overrated. 
But this is great. Now, Howard the Duck, you know, wasn't didn't live up to expectations in the writing department, in my opinion, until other writers came on at the end, like Steve. I like Bill Vandaloo. What the fuck? And but this, for some reason, something good happened to Steve Gerber that made him write. Yeah, Jack Kirby. A great story called "The Story of Duck," even though towards the end, like a Civil War. Towards the end of this series, which is like issue seven, it started to fall off a little bit. A Not Gerber's fault. Playing Chuck Dixon. <laughs> uh, Chuck Dixon or uh, Buzz Dixon. I can't remember. Wait a minute. I think Steve Gerber wrote all of these eight issues, seven or eight issues. No, that's why I sent you the other issues. You didn't was, send me oh, everything you sent me. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I didn't get, I didn't get to check Dixon. No, I'm talking about the Steve Gerber storyline fell off. Okay. I think Gerber only wrote the first three or four. Oh no, I have it. No, I don't know. Okay, okay. Then whatever I read, it started to fall off toward the end of the storyline. It was all Steve and Gerber. good for him for attacking for attacking Frank Miller with that character Strange Legs, who was obviously supposed to be Electra. <laughs> it's called jealousy. On the co- <laughs> on the cover. But what's the last good comic you read by Miller? See. Hey, look at the last comic books by Steve Gerber. Not good. Not yes, good. they were. The no, countdown okay. books that were so were awesome. Wait, the countdown? But you talking about? It wasn't called countdown. Countdown to mystery. Okay, okay, that's not countdown. It's countdown to mystery. Yeah, and it sucked. Okay, that you know that wasn't good. Shut up. And then uh, you don't like the new Doctor Fate? That was awesome. Uh, you didn't even want to review that. You were you wanted to review a story within the Doctor Fate story. You didn't want to review that whole comic book. That's part one. I uh, just didn't want to review the non Gerber stuff. Fuck Eclipso. What about the <laughs> what about that uh, Man Thing story that we read? That was sad. Okay, thank you. That's, so, still good though. Not as good as like other stuff generally though. It wasn't good. On the cover, Story of Duck, he's shooting at the offices of God Corps, and you see lawyers and executives dead lying on tables, shot the fuck up, and he's got it's, a grenade. Eh, good for him. No, he could be considered a terrorist, okay? Yeah, that makes him cooler. On the inside of it, there's a letter that I didn't read. But after that, the story starts. Created by Steve Gerber and Jack Kirby, artist. Jack Kirby, see his name in, <laughs> in, in print. I got nothing bad to say about Kirby. Okay. This letter looks familiar. Did he do a lettering, too? Because this, uh... Anyway. No, uh, Tom Orzachowski from Marvel did. Okay. And Trina Robbins' boyfriend uh, was of the colorist and, quote, beak consultant. Oh, Steve Lee, aloha. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Shoya Duck, manslaying Mallard on a mission of vengeance. Shouldn't this be more legendary comics since it has the work of Steve Gerber and... Uh, what's Jack Kirby? Legendary? I mean, shouldn't this comic be, you know, in that, be like some kind of 
in the halls of fame of college. Well, neither the uh, Kirby or uh, yeah, the Kirby Awards, the Harveys, and uh, the Eisners. None, none of the big comics awards existed back then for this to win any of them. But forget awards. I was talking about fans talking about it, talking about oh, and not only that. Oh, friends, fans are stupid. But I don't think it's even. In That's why Doom Patrol never sold because it was too complicated for the fanboys to understand. What about the, this being be reprinted? Why won't somebody reprint this since it's Jack Kirby and Steve Gerber? Maybe uh, I'm uh, copyright. Well, maybe there's a problem with uh, Jack Kirby's and Steve Gerber's heirs getting the rights. And we just see another hard, hard day at the High Irons Ends or whatever. It basically is a bar with a bunch of animals. I mean people, but they're animal people. This is how Gerber imagined Howard the Duck's home world as being all different animals, not just ducks. So fuck Bill Matlow. <laughs> At least Matlow got was coming to him. You know what? That's not funny. That's not fair to say that he deserved what happened to him, which is he got hit by a car and brain damaged. That's not... Even more brain damaged than he already was. He only did one good thing ever. That was Rocket Raccoon. A lot of people would disagree with that. They would also say Cloak and Dagger. They would say... There you go. What's the big deal about them? They would also say his runs on Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk was amazing. (sighs) Why not... uh, just point out his ones on ROM and Micronauts. People like ROM too, and they want ROM back. A lot of it was, ROM was great when Steve Ditko was drawing them. <laughs> Steve Ditko, you don't draw a robot like that. He sucks. <laughs> okay, even though I admit I want his man back because his art on man back looked good, but that's because the inker made his art look much, much better. I'm, I need, I'm still kicking myself because in the 25 cent bin in 2006 or 2007, so one of the, there was a man bat number two and I didn't get it. I, no, I got a pile of comics and because I'm cheap, I said, oh, I can't get all Did of Did he draw number two with I, the 10 eyed man? I don't remember his art on that. Wait a minute. <laughs> How do you remember a comic from 1976 or whenever? Because I read it. You son of a bitch. But you you read thousands and thousands of comics. How do you remember what the storyline was for that? I remember the good stories, and this story was so fucked up, it had a character named the Ten-Eyed Man as a villain. That was cool. Uh, I think he had a, the cover. With, it was a his hand. eyes were on his fingertips, for okay, God's yeah, sake. Yeah, that was a comic book. That was it. And, I, and for some reason, I put down... A bunch of comics, got some other ones, and, and I got home, and I was like, the Man Bat, I didn't get the Man Bat. Man Bat is one of my favorite. That's why you got to get the C++ to just download any comic for free. Anyway, woe is me. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, which we call it is all sad. Destroyer Duck, he's talking to his friend, the little guy, 
his confidant, or another duck. Now this bar is full of you know different animals. Got rhinoceros, cats. A cat is smoking. Okay, oh, this is a kids comic. Why we got a cat? This, a female cat. Smoking? Because in real life, people smoke. I wish they didn't. Because everybody walking down the street smokes, and I uh, it's like you don't want to breathe that. Uh, but when do you see people not smoking? Sometimes people don't smoke, especially now. That this isn't a bar. Now it's illegal to smoke in bars. Now, but this was in 1982. Anyway, uh, he's having he's having a beer with his homeboy, a little duck whose face we never see. And this cat, speaking of her, she looks like a slut. I was gonna say that too. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's in a kids comic, and you got her. It's not really a kids comic. <laughs> no comics code. <laughs> and there's mice and there's all kinds of animals anyway yeah the two ducks are just having a good time but uh uh this makes kind of you know he's supposed to be a manly duck sort of duck and you know he has a hard hat on he's a big muscular got a t-shirt he just came off of work as but, opposed as opposed to howard okay no this is the little friend you the little guy there's oh. no power here. Because you, you were talking about the hard hat and stuff. I thought you were talking about Duke. That's his name, Duke Duck. Okay, yeah, I should remember his name. He said, man, I, and now, don't just make him less manly because he's bitching about being dumped by a chick. I mean, I've been Not really because he can beat up anyone there. This warthog who's also a construction worker got his beer. He's like, tragedy strikes. The big oh. tough guy got his tail burnt by a tart. And then there's a duck saying, oh, shut up, Benny. I got problems. And he said, he said at least you ain't broadcasting them. That's what these guys are saying about Duke. Because this Duke is hippo bitter. chick reminds me. Peter Jackson did this great movie about funny animals. It w- and it was like had cursing and sex and everything. I wish I could remember the title. But it was Peter Jackson before he sold out. Okay, you can't call somebody a sellout just because they're making movies with big budget. People love Lord I of the Rings. I sold that Order of the Rings, and yeah, he sold out. It had a dragon in the last minute. They didn't get to see him fight the hobbits or anything. That was a rip-off of a movie. <laughs> Damn, why did you... Anyway. To be continued in Hobbit 2, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, the story that you're talking about with the funny animals was a blasphemous piece of work called Meet the Feebles. That oh, fun. did you see that? Because that was great. Yeah, it made fun of the Muppets that is sacred to people. Sacred! <laughs> people find it sacred. Okay, they don't want... They made there was a bunch of sex... Debauchery, violence. Okay. I give that movie a ten. Everybody go see it. Just a spite ten. <laughs> anyway, Duke is bitching about his ex girlfriend, and he's supposed to be a tough guy. Why is he bitching that some girl dumped him? Well, who doesn't do that? But in the comic book, you want this our hero to be a tough guy and not care that he broke up with his girlfriend. That's Ben Grimm, not Destroyer Duck. <sighs> anyway. Uh, and then the little guy, P- 
people <laughs> people are telling are saying that Duke need to shut up because he's bitching about his girlfriend. Yeah, that's that's a bad way to introduce your character. Like, what does he say about his girlfriend? He says, "I mean, I've been dumped before for nicer guys, richer guys, handsomer, but not a wimp." You know how this creep took Dinah away? He made these sappy collages out of pictures of sun sets and petunias. Excuse me, what page are you on? <laughs> the second page. Okay. <laughs> and he mailed them to him like love letters to show how sensitive he was. Can I help it if I ain't sensitive? <laughs> See, that's great. You, you so right away, I can relate to him. But everybody in the bar, he's. Bothering. I get. I bet you he loved Meet the Feebles. <laughs> the the bar, the bar is not appreciative though. And the little guy, this little duck who doesn't have a name called the little guy, is saying, hey, hey, the rest of the bar, you're kind of bothering them. <laughs> and then the big warthog comes up and gets in Duke's face. And he, and he says, you ducks are boring whiners, you know that? My mother used to have a saying, laugh in the world, laugh at you. Then he dumps beer. He takes the hard hat off of Duke and dumps beer on Duke's head. See, he's asking for it. <laughs> and he says, the warthog says, get wise, short stuff. Nobody cares about you and your runaway bird. Hell, nobody gives much a damn about nothing. Ha, use ducks. You're no better than the rest of us stiffs. You don't count for spit. Relax, have some grins. That's how it works. Them that counts to get rich, them that don't party. Okay, then... then Duke takes his cup back, slams it into the guy's muzzle, and beats the living tire out of him. <laughs> so for this comic is a 10. And I didn't say all the dialogue, because there's a lot of dialogue. Uh, cut it down, Steve Gerber. Cut it down. Well, <laughs> before uh, Casada, every comic had a lot of dialogue. Just read anything by Don McGregor. Wait, why are you saying before Casado when... Oh, no, first that, of all, Don McGregor... That was all his fault. No, Don McGregor is... If he's responsible for somebody like Don McGregor going away, I give him thumbs up. Okay. Yeah, I, whatever happens then. <laughs> in two obscurity, my friend, in two obscurity. Nobody wants that. They want Alan Moore. They want some good stuff. Not that pages and pages of dialogue. When there's a pictures there to explain... I could understand all the dialogue if he was being paid by the word. And and you say there's not that much dialogue because of Casada, but what are you talking about? You got Brian. You got to blame Bendis. somebody. Brian Michael Bendis writes a lot, so I mean, anyway, he's a great writer. He's one of the greatest of our. No, he uses six issues to tell a one-issue story. Fuck Bendis. He's the only one who I give... And now he's fucking up X-Men. Oh, I gotta read that. Oh, yeah, There's a lot of talking in that, too, because I, I just read a couple of issues of that, and they was, just, they was just talking away during the whole issue. Two pages of action. It's fucked up. Gene's, like, not talking to Scott because of who he's gonna grow up to become. Teenage Scott is totally different, but she's blaming him for adult <laughs> Scott. So Jean's a bitch. I'm glad she's dead. 
you didn't explain the fact that what he's talking about, y'all, is in the current X-Men storyline anyway as we record this. Because you, you probably will be listening this years from now when Doom is held as a classic and you're coming <laughs> back to listen to all the episodes. And, you know, because I'm a great, by that time, I'm a you know, great writer, written books, the great American novels, and all the movies I made. But right now, we're talking about <laughs> X-Men, whatever, in 2013. Yeah, the old X-Men, the original team, came back, to, came from the future. I'm sorry, from the past to the future. The 1960s X-Men, who are teenagers, they're here now, and they're under the tutelage of the current X-Men. And it's funny to see. <laughs> and the book sucks. I like the story, even though there's a lot of talking. Uh because Angel was pissed because he's Archangel, wah, 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 and he goes off with the Brotherhood of Evil, not with the new Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, which is Magneto and Cyclops, <laughs> and the rest of the mutants who are militant, which doesn't make sense. He's but, not Archangel anymore. He was Archangel when he was turned blue. Okay, well, what, what Angel, the current Angel is mad about something. He's mad about who he's become, whatever that is. And uh, he runs. I just the- read that issue with the two angels talking to each other, and I, I was like, "This is it. Let somebody else read this." <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> you mean you stop reading? Okay, <sighs> that book because I can't take it anymore. Is <laughs> that's a good storyline? You got the old meets the new, not the old, but the young meets the, you know whatever. Nineteen sixties meets 19, 2013. And, but it's weird to see Katie, Kitty Pride talking down to a young Marvel girl as if she's like, experienced. yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> Kitty should be dead anyway. Grant Morrison, no, not him. Joss Whedon killed her. Let her stay dead. Wait, he killed her in the astonishing. What he did? How she died? She was in some kind of a rocket or something, I guess, got blown up. But it doesn't matter anyway, because she's been back for a while. X-Men, everybody. X-Men run rules the day. If you want to read X-Men, read the old Chris Claremont's or Grant Morrison's. <laughs> yeah, the Chris Claremont from 1997? No, the 70s and 80s. Or what was the other one that you recommend? Morrison, of course. Uh, what do you think of X-Men? Do you read any X-Men from like the 70s before the new reboot with Wolverine and all them? When it was still Gene and Cyclops and all them in the early 70s? In the like early that? 70s, the book was canceled. No, there was no There, was a there were, were reprints. No, there was new stories. I forgot who wrote it. And I just was reading Issue, them. Issues uh, 60-something through 93 were all reprints. But, okay, but, after but that. there were new X-Men stories because they were in one Marvel team-up story, I can remember. No, no, there was some more. There was some more. Okay, oh, okay 93. The Hidden Years, if you're thinking about that. Not Hidden Years, man. I gotta look this up, but there was, there was some... Because John Byrne wrote a horrible book called The Hidden Years. Uh, that because it was crap. But I was just reading it. The one with the first Sentinels in it uh, and 
and that's in the son of the senator or whatever the name is, who was a mutant. He created those those sentinels that was before Chris Claremont, before Len Wein in the Earth. Uh, John Byrne didn't do that. Uh, Neil Adams had those stories. Yeah, that, that's yeah. one I'm talking they about. They were great. Okay. Now Ray one. Thomas and Neil Adams were a good team. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm talking about, y'all. So, uh, I recommend that. But they reprinted those. I think Marvel they Maps. came out in the late 60s, though. Okay. I could have sworn it. I saw that. Okay, whatever it was, it looked kind of modern. And I like it. Like in the, it looked like the early 70s. Even though I want to say about Neil Adams, he can't draw black people. That's not true. That black guy who was <laughs> cursing out Green Lantern, who said... That's exactly what I was just thinking about. <laughs> there wasn't anything wrong with that, brother. As a matter of fact... He was a bum, bummy-looking black guy. Looked like he was homeless. Yelling, you, you, you helped the green people. considerable for the purple skins. Yeah, the whole rant that was great. You helped the purple skin. You helped the blue skin. What about the black skin on Earth? Which is, you know, fuck y'all liberals for being condescending to black people. But he, <laughs> he looks just like the guy named Charles Ramsey, who was recently in the news for saving three girls. From a molester, a just horrible, despicable man. Who, if you want for more proof, Neil Adams can't draw black people. Read his Inhumans. There's no black people in Inhumans. Uh, there weren't, but uh, uh, this villain, so-called villain, he uh, ended with the story with the fact that it was going to die. It was going to get jailed, and he didn't care because it was done for anyway. That was horrible. Neil Adams was a great artist of black people. And he also drew, I think he drew, didn't he, did he draw John Stewart? The, he didn't draw the first uh, John Stewart, did he? Well, I should know that because I reviewed it, but uh, the, the story was so forgettable. Oh, he did draw a story. With, well, okay, he didn't draw that, actually. Megalith. I think all the art just looked like he drew it on his continuity comics, but he... Which were all crap. No, they were good. I like Megalith. Miss okay. Mystic? What the fuck? I tried to read that with those garble. Okay, maybe that was the wrong one, but everything else, even though, even though his comic book, Skate Man, was called one of the worst comics of all time. Uh, oh, I gotta review it then. <laughs> I was gonna suggest that we review it in, on my show, not yours. Uh, so <laughs> I got dibs, nigga. <laughs> hey, were there two issues? We can review two, and this can be a crossover. Okay. Oh, uh oh, you trying to be like Marvel and DC, even though they haven't had a crossover in years? Yeah, bet. Okay, let's do that. Even though I never understood why Marvel would team up with lesser comic imprints, whose names like DC. Like <laughs> <laughs> or I was really thinking of the one who did Witchblade and Rune and all, and all that. I'm like, why the fuck would you mix your... You know what was awesome, though? Man of War. Avengers JLA. Okay, I didn't read that. Kurt Busiek and George Perez. Awesome. Now, I would think somebody like you would think that's a blast of me because there's too many goddamn characters and all this and that. And, and he drew all of them. Typical Perez. No, I, it was a great comic, though, so. And another great artist who's like Perez, Phil Jimenez. I love that dude's art. 
anyway. But he's not as good as Perez. Wrong. They're equal. <laughs> Actually, they're very equal. And so on top of that, I gotta mention he's gay. So you don't want to like his art. You know what? F you. <laughs> okay, this is JD, my former host. Uh, so yeah, where's the next JD episode? Getting back to this story, <laughs> even though I was probably mentioning things and I forgot what I was going to say. So Neil Adams is great. That's it. So uh, yeah, he's talking to the little guy. And he's telling me, how would you like the uppercut, pal? You know, bragging that he beat that guy's ass using more words than he had to use to beat the guy up. But the little guy says, real keen, Duke. Peachy, you descended effortlessly to Benny's level. I thought you wanted to change your approach. To... And then he stopped talking because he disappeared in a flash of light. Uh, and he And Duke is like, oh, my God, what? What the blue blazes? He's gone. And you see the Kirby crackle. Oh, yeah, because Kirby drew it. <laughs> you see a smoke coming up. I can't believe this comic is so great when none of these people accepted payment to do it. You're a lie. You know they got paid. Cause... No, they didn't. You can look it up on Wikipedia properly. How could you have balls as the people of Eclipse and ask these people to draw and not get paid for it? Steve Gerber asked these people to do it. And Jack Kirby was glad to, because he was pissed at Marvel at the time, too. I would think that Jack Kirby would have so many other offers, like with DC or whatever else, that he or opportunities to do stuff, that he would be like, I ain't Jack got no Kirby time. Jack Kirby was doing Thunder at this time. What do you mean, Thunder? Thunder the Barbarian, the cartoon. He was, he was doing animation. And Thunder was one of the cartoons he was doing. <laughs> what do you mean, one of the cartoons? I don't recognize his art on any of these cartoons out there. Uh, you could probably look that up on Wikipedia, too, I would imagine. Okay, and uh, back to this story. Oh, so that's what he was doing. In, that's how he probably met, I, I think it's Sid and Muddy Croft, or one of them, Hanna-Barbera, Hanna one of those who Adam Sandler calls a hack. Hack people who made hack TV shows for kids in the seventies. They Adam Sandler, he his stuff is his stuff was all hack work anyway himself. Wait, wait, what does Adam Sandler have to do? I'm saying Marty. I thought, oh, I said Marty Croft, the guys who made all those shows like a Lidsville or what? what? I remember Lidsville. I like the Croft Super Show. S Sigmund the Sea Monster, Electra Dino, Woman and Dino Girl. They were. When I went to Comic-Con, they had some book that all these characters that Steve Gerber did, and they was working with him on something. They didn't deserve to work with him. G.I. Okay. Joe. What do you mean, G.I. Joe? The cartoon. He didn't work on it. I don't believe in Gerber, Gerber worked on it, and he wrote at least two episodes. What did he do for G.I. What did he draw on G.I. Joe? He drew no. Gerber never drew anything. He wrote for the show. Anyway, coming back to this, the little guy disappears. Smoke is coming out of his chair. Who did it? Who blew him away? Nobody, Duke. Honest. Nobody did nothing. He was just he was just there. Then this flash of light and phew, the, the little guy no more. And then Duke has a look on his face. He's speechless while everybody's talking about how the little Here. guy. Here. Uh... Comic book writer Jack Kirby 
worked on the production design for the show, Thunder. So there you go. Okay. Even though no, everybody forgot that show, nobody cares about <laughs> Thunder. <laughs> uh, too bad he didn't work on He-Man. Everybody cares about that. I hate He-Man. Go Skeletor. <laughs> Skeletor is a scummy motherfucker. <laughs> okay. This, he says, uh, Duke says, the only friend I had in the world just fizzled out like a cheap three-way light bulb. And he says, and all I got left, all, all I got left is his opinion that I could do something with my life. I guess it owed it, I, I owe it to your pal. You, to put the Terry Derry to test. And then they talk about how he used to his whole life, which is probably still too much of a dialogue because I haven't read this in a while. He fought in Vietnam, his Vietnam, but the Vietnam were tigers. Yeah, this this looks this caption here looks like a McGregor caption. It's crushing the story of Duck. <laughs> Up to now, the life of Duke Duke Duck has been violent but relentlessly or, ordinary one. Pummeled by circumstances, hamstrung by fear of failure, he has contented himself with physical labor. Shut up, motherfucker! <laughs> we don't need all this. They talk, but you just see he was in the special forces, basically fighting the Viet Cong, which in this case were cats. It's probably racist somehow, but I don't know how yet. <laughs> uh, and then he, when his tour of duty was over, oh, the Vietnamese eat cats. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> he says, uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's everybody. This rumor about Asian cultures, eating, or you know, Vietnamese. I was going to say, I said Vietnamese, but I think it's Chinese. If you don't believe me, watch Faces of Death. Okay, that's all fake anyway. All fake footage. No, <laughs> some of it is real. Probably the cat part was real. There was no cat part. There's only monkey. Somebody ate monkeys. There, no, yeah. And the dog. Yeah. There were monkeys. You thinking? But, I know what you think. There was a puppy. Remember that puppy? They put, it was like a cute little puppy. They put it on the counter and was rubbing his tummy, and then they brought out a knife and slit his stomach open. You don't remember? That was good. That's but, not good. <laughs> for horrendous. Okay, I would love to show it to the animal lover, though. I would love to show. I it. hate animals. <laughs> Which used to be sorry, society called animal hater society. No, you don't hate. Nobody can hate animals. Anyway, when his tour of duty, you like Donald, you like Howard Duck. He's an animal. He's not real. <laughs> I don't like fictitious animals. But Duke Duck went into academia, which is not believable at all. How you gonna be <laughs> a hard hat construction worker who is a Vietnam guy? Now all of a sudden you a scientist in a lab, <laughs> and you graduated cum laude. And got uh, degrees in criminal. Steve Gerber wants to be able to relate to him. <laughs> he got degrees in criminology, physical education, abnormal psychology. Anyway, and then he uh, became like some kind of Mike Hammer detective, and he bu- he bust a ring. I mean, of drug de- drug. I mean, druggies and drug dealers. First of all, you can come in and shoot somebody who's using drugs, just like Dredd did in that movie. How are you going to shoot a drug addict? Okay, he shot a drug addict through the head. And on top of that, he holds in a, quote, rapist rabbit. <laughs> so that was bad. Good for the rabbit for being a rapist. 
you know what? <laughs> so he says, uh, he says, so, so what? He's at home drinking. He's all sad. He said, my neighbor snort coat private, private videotapes and bounce checks as a matter of course. That's their business, motherfucker. Stay out there, your neighbor's business. Unless they have three girls holed up in their house, kidnapped. Okay. Maybe the girls want to be kidnapped and raped repeatedly. Getting back to the story. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting in a nice, comfortable chair, easy chair. Something's turning us all into casual criminals. I hate these motherfucking, what you call it, uh, commentary on society. Shut up, Steve Gerber. Judging everybody. Why do you hate Steve Gerber? Look at why does he hate society? Okay, he's, there's every reason in the world to hate society. Individual people doing are not casual criminals. They're trying to do their best they can to get along. And he once again he's indicting the reader. He's you know apparently snorting coke, coke, and pirating videotapes and bouncing checks. Okay, yeah, and well, why now? Why would he stick up for videotape tape piracy? He's going against Marvel. These big corporations take advantage of the little man. Well, I'm all for videotape piracy, but I'm not a superhero duck. Okay, he said, and he ain't. He don't got superpowers. You don't have to. Then one night, the nature of something. This is a narrator saying, or what you call the narrator? Would you consider Robin a superhero? What the fuck can he do? He's a bad motherfucker. Oh, besides fuck Starfire. One night, the nature of something makes itself brutally apparent as a diminutive feathered figure staggers back into Duke's life. And that's the little guy who they never name him. I don't know who this little guy is, but he's a... Because he's supposed to represent every little guy. <laughs> he's... I'm waiting for you to say it, but you won't. He's got he's white feathered, but we don't never see his face, and he's got a suit, a blue suit on, for some reason. What a coincidence! <laughs> he reminds me of some other duck. And he's what is he doing? Is he bleeding or vomiting? You know what, <laughs> Steve Jack Kirby, you need to go back to school, son. See, this the is blood's what, red, so it's blood. What the fuck? <laughs> it looks like uh, it looks like. Or actually, I think it's supposed to be his tie because if it is, it's too long. What, what the Blood ain't supposed to look like this pouring out of somebody. Again, in defense of Jack Kirby, he wasn't paid for this. <laughs> so you admit it's sloppy. He, the, little, the little guy... Little Kirby art is great. ...is staggering into his house. D Duke, you there, Duke. No, it can't be. You're alive. But barely, and then he goes up. Blood spilling out of his gut in puddles. That blood looks like Play-Doh. Okay, he says, and he's helping his friend. Duke, I'm finished, Duke. They opened me up like a gunny sack, poked around inside, and never bothered to sew me back up. That's awesome. Good for the bad guys. <laughs> Who, in this case, is Marvel Comics. So you're rooting for Marvel Comics and Jim Shooter. No, I would never do that. Good for Marvel for at least firing Jimmy Shooter. And then, who, who are they? Where can I find them? 
that that last night at Ginger's, I vanished out of this world into another space gasp, space time continuum. Go on. Where, where ducks can't talk and pink primates could call all the shots. Keep yakking. I'm listening. I was I was broke, starving. I signed on with this big company, Entertainment Concepts Limited, division of Godcore. That world's the biggest corporation. They said they would make me a star, exploit my curiosity value. But all they did was humiliate me. They hooked me with promises, got me under a contract, then used me as a second banana in a washed-up lounge comic they they represented. Uh, and then <laughs> when the novelty of that wore off, they stuck me at the sideshow as a freak, and they got him sitting on some kind of pedestal with a cape on next to a guy who was a sword swallower. Oh, apparently this isn't Howard, because Howard says wog, and he's saying quag. He said they, oh, I got to get this thing out of the way. Okay. And when they, and even when that. I'm waiting for you to mention the sex show. <laughs> they, when it, that didn't draw crowds anymore. They booked me in a live sex show on Times Square. And, uh, and then he's all humiliated. He said twice a night, Poopsie Finkel would take me into her b- bosom. I could have died of shame or suffocation. When did they do that to Howard the Duck? <laughs> That's a good name, Poopsie Finkel. <laughs> Is he talking about the time that he sucked on uh, Beverly's breast in a comic? And he said, Maybe. Uh, but not because Bill Mantlow wrote that. Steve Gerber never would have done that. He only implied that was going on. But that's what he means, probably. He he means that at once they got rid of Steve, they still exploited Howard the Duck. He said, ah, and yeah, yeah, that's what this is supposed to be. Howard the Duck is represented, you know, being used by Marvel and, t- and Steve Gerber, actually Steve Gerber being taken advantage of by Marvel. I, I hired a lawyer. Fuck Marvel. Marvel's the greatest comic book company ever. I hired a lawyer to get out of my contract. But Godcore ignored his letters, wouldn't return his calls, and they said they'd take care of me if I call him off. I said no. So they cut off my income. Uh, that's what it's about, Steve. Money. You son of a bitch. You greedy son of a bitch. Greedy? <laughs> he created Howard the Duck. Case closed. And then he, if he cared that much, he would have made it uh, as an independent like Dave Sims. Anyway, he said... Dave Sim was like years later. No, he started Art of Ark in 1978. Cerebus was started in 77, though. Okay, there you go, 77. Howard was in 73. 76? You know. 73! Okay, in that's man thing, but his comic didn't come out... when he first appeared. But his comic book didn't come out until 19, like 1976. Okay. So what? That we're talking about his comic. We're not talking about, you know, all that. Steve Gerber was writing, you know, Man Thing and all that other stuff in the Guardian of the Galaxies and all that. The inferior version of Guardian of the Galaxy. Anyway. No. no. <laughs> Go back and listen to the, the episode of Podcast Next where I reviewed the 70s Guardians with Starhawk. 
the gangs there were gangsters with, with expense accounts. G go to that world, find my my lawyer Holmes, make them pay. Rest easy, squirt. They'll pay. <laughs> like, uh, wait, damn. And then he got in the ship with no fucking problem. Okay, <laughs> he, it's a comic book. No, <laughs> if, if if Howard couldn't get back to his world because they he didn't know way. No, no way, homeboy. Howard could have gone back to his world, really, if he wanted to, because Doctor Strange offered to do it for him. He's like, nah, forget it. I want to fuck Beverly some more. <laughs> Obviously, that's what he was thinking, yes. <laughs> and then he made it, but anyway, Destroyer Duck made it back to Earth. No problem. <laughs> no problem whatsoever. Too many words explaining how you only need two panels to do this, but... Over six panels, he flies back to Earth in lots of dialogue. And he, uh, <laughs> and some guy is following him. Somehow they knew that another duck, oh, oh, some guy on the street, Mr. Packer, want to buy another duck? And he says, <laughs> so basically, I think, um, some, they're going to pay him to, to get, Destroy a duck, some guy on the street. They're looking out for more ducks. So they and that's some funny dialogue. Want to buy another duck? <laughs> uh, that's uh, not funny. We're talking about slave labor here. Okay. We're talking about a fucking duck. <laughs> he said, "Whatever this creature is, this is God Core speaking." I thought we already established mm -hmm. it's okay for ducks and six-year-old girls to be slaves. Anyway, this anyway, this is my show. I'm going to edit all this out. <laughs> They're all the best sports. Why would you do that? Uh, and basically, they're just saying that he, this guy is just taking too many words to say that he is going to keep an eye on Destroyer Duck. And that's it. There's a lot of damn dialogue here. But damn, this is a good art by... What's the name? Jack. And this guy in the flying chair... Is I assume that's supposed to be Jim Shooter? No, probably whoever owns Marvel, which is named Jim Shooter. And then he talking to Wabalina, who I don't know who she's supposed to represent. We see her in issue two. And she, she's the character who's a parody of Elektra. He says, uh, "What would you recommend?" She said, "I recommend freelance, more cost efficient." Oh. I wasn't on that page. Here she is. Go ahead. <laughs> More cost efficient. We deduct no pa no taxes, pay no social security, provide no tools, and kill, and still purport to own the kill. Meaning this the hitman. This is how all corporations work. They outsource. Yeah, so it's a good little uh, parody of corporations. And, and then there's some woman named... Battle Axe, even though I don't think she ever gets to do anything in this comic book. <laughs> she said, uh, I haven't heard, I haven't got a call from you in weeks. I could have starved. Don't over-dramatize, mother. You're here to meet Chummo on the Bowery. And then, you know, oh, this is God Core's mother, I guess. So it paints them as inhuman just because they work for a corporation. You know, there are some good people who work. No. Corporations are evil. Case closed. And God Core Limited looks some kind of like some kind of Roman 
uh, and some uh, old woman here who's a hag has Frankenstein's forehead for some reason. Uh, that's messed up. Okay, this is somebody's mother. <laughs> and oh, now he's talking. Well, we cut back to our hero who's talking to uh, this super attorney guy who <laughs> who wears a Superman outfit, but he basically is Matt Murdock. Probably I don't know why he stole Matt Murdock character, but he's a lawyer and a superhero at the same time. Okay, this guy it, I think was based. One Steve Gerber's actual lawyer. lawyer. Okay. Then, uh, okay. Well, he says, they, he tells how God works. But I'm sure in real life he didn't wear a costume. They fight all their battles with money, Duke. The entire, st- the entire staff of their legal concept subsidiary was turned loose on us. They besieged us with motions, depositions, interrogations. Okay. Imagine all the resources of a mammoth, arrogant corporation marshaled against a single individual. So there you go. In a nutshell, corporations are evil. Even though Marvel had the right to uh, to sue Gary Friedrich because they, he was wasting their time. Anyway. Uh, Gary Friedrich was wasting their time. And uh, did he... Really great Ghost Rider. Uh, you're supposed to know this. You're more. Uh, and no I don't care about Gary Friedrich, though. Gerber, on the other hand. Yeah, I think he did. No, he didn't. Uh, there was the Ghost Rider comic book before then. He just changed them. Yeah, b- totally. Because the old Ghost Rider was like a, a Western hero. Yeah, on a horse. Uh, who raped Mockingbird, so I like that at least. Okay, I don't believe this anyway. West Coast Avengers. But I don't think he raped Mockingbird. Something. Yes, he did. Uh. Mockingbird killed him for doing it, though. And Hawkeye had the nerve to get angry about it as saying Avengers don't kill. <laughs> so you disagree. No, You're I, like, no. he rapes or kill him. <laughs> Anyway, back to this story. I don't believe that Hawkeye defended a rapist. Anyway. It was fucked up. That was the main reason he divorced her, though. Okay. And, uh... She wound up in hell anyway. So that was her happy ending. Wait, he didn't go to hell, did he? No, Mockingbird uh, was the only one who went to hell. He never revealed if, uh... The Ghost Rider wants hell or not, but you would assume he did for being a rapist. As if rape is bad. I would rape Mockingbird. She was hot. Even though she was an adult. Rape is bad, y'all. Don't listen to this. Uh, And the lawyer goes on to say, They're dangerous people, dude. Very vindictive, very vicious. They hated the little guy which is his friend. They won't give his name. They hated the little guy because he stood up for himself. But if you're willing to carry on the fight, and they shake hands. Okay, and then, of course, the grandma hatchet bursts in their doors and tries to... Because every comic book story has to have a fight scene for some reason. And, uh... (laughs) 
Oh, she she got out of commission real quick. He takes some kind of flamethrower that he has in a bag. And, well, actually, that's the bag that he came with, and he burns her to death. Okay, that's some cold-blooded shit. And then he, on top of that, uh, he says, Tough luck, Grandma. You made an asher yourself. Which is funny. Good for Duke. And the lawyer gives him a flying car, which I call bullshit. <laughs> this is a comic book, though. A uh, shield has flying cars. Well, I'm not going to give him my flying car. He, the lawyer, gave him his flying car to drive around. It's a Ferrari, too. Uh, well, he's the hero, though. No it doesn't thanks. matter because the car gets blown up here. <laughs> and he escapes, of course. The duck does. And uh, were, I forgot where he he went. He went to some. Oh, legal concepts, and he tries to break in, but he gets stopped by this chick doing karate. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know who she is, but she's doing. She's, she may as well be Electra, because that's who she's based on. And he finds her tied up. And he criticizes Frank Miller because the chick says she's universal jointed. That's an obvious slam on Miller. Uh, ain't nothing wrong with Electra. Thank you. She and should be dead. Frank killed her, and Marvel brought her back to life for no reason. That was awesome when Bullseye killed her. You have to agree, that was a great comic book death. No comment. Back to this story. Uh, he bites his way out of his restraints, and it, uh, that, the Duke or Destroyer Duck has a duck's head with a human's body with no fur—I mean, no feathers on the body. What's wrong with that? He's not Howard. Anyway, uh, yeah, they flicked all his feathers off. Okay, this is wrong, very wrong. You well, think? they're the same as Marvel, so they're the bad guys. What do you expect them to do? <laughs> he said, uh, Marvel has been good to his creator. Anyway, this guy, Howard, I mean, the story attacks the guy, core guy, and I thought he was on a wheelchair because he couldn't walk, but he, he was on his chair just because he was lazy, because his ass gets up and starts to run away, and he gets his ass handed to him by Destroyer Duck. And he puts him under <laughs> the table that he was going to put Destroyer Duck in, which is some kind of press. And it presses him flat. Okay, that's hey, what you call... That's what he was going to do to Duke. So fuck him. And, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he says, uh, you're a, you're a troll, Packer. Very, that's the name, Packer. Very ugly and small, but then so are most parasites. You leech off other guys' good, ta- I'm sorry, you leech off of other guys' talent and blood for too long, Packer. You don't remember how to do your own bleeding. Well, here's how. He presses the button, slap. And there's a hilarious panel where he crushes them and his shoes fly off. That's funny. No, that's violent. 
It's slapstick comedy. You don't like Roadrunner and Coyote? It's just the same. Thus, Ned Packer becomes a meat concept. So, good for Gerber and Corby here. Uh, wait. You said it's just like Wally Coyote. Yeah, and Roadrunner? No, this guy died in the Roadrunner that he lives. Okay, here, the the character bounces back. It would be funnier, like it was funnier in Animal Man when he did the coyote. The coyote really did die, and that was funnier. Okay. So good for Grant Morrison. That's not meant to be funny. It's a message in that story. The message is kill, kill, kill. Anyway, next evening, he's in a suit, living it up. Duke is having dinner with his lawyer. Okay, he certainly became uh, bougie all of a sudden. <laughs> okay, and that's it. Ned Packer is dead, but God Court lives on. And you got to tune in for the next issue. Ted, there was nothing at all wrong with this comic. Great story, great art. The way Kirby drew blood. Now you're just being picky. Anyway, I give it, I guess I give it a 10. Anyway, this has been Zoom. We reviewed the story of Duck number one. Go to my website, doomcast.blogspot.com. That's the only thing you need to know. No, you also need to go to podcastx.blogspot.com. Uh, so, oh, go say peace or whatever you say to close out the show. <laughs> We're out of here.